Well, you guys, this is a good beast, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. I know you having an awesome, a fabulous, a super fantastic day, evening, or afternoon, depending on where you're calling from. You know what we do it here at Good Deeds. We have to shine your light to the world. And people say, what are you talking about, Dr. Renee Sunday? Your light is your dreams, your goals, your passions, your destiny, the reason you were born, the reason you up all night, the reason you can't sleep, because it's burning inside to get out to somebody. And that's the products and services you have. That book inside of you, that stage place, the things that you're working on. We help you share that and share that whole message about that to the world. I have the awesome opportunity of being your visionary and the host of Good Deeds Radio Show. You know, we have Good Deeds Media Group now. So, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting that people are launching their own radio show and TV show and podcast with us. You know, that's, it's a privilege because it makes you feel good that people are entrusting you with their destiny, with their purpose. But, you know, you have to keep that thing 100. You have to make sure that you realize it's not about you. Mm. If you do that, you'd be a whole better safe. But let's get to the question. Let's get to the question. Uh, my team is actually making sure I guess. If I guess it's on the line, it's star one, star one. But the question for Dr. Renee today. The question is, Dr. Renee, mm, and I get this question a lot. I get this question a lot. Dr. Renee, how do you do all the things that you do? Um, well, first of all, uh, the things that I do and God has entrusted me to do, uh, it, go, it comes from him. You know, I'll just be honest. It, it comes from him. Uh, I spend time in my secret place. I spend time, and, and to just remember what that secret place is, I, I pray and meditate often. I actually have learned, and let me say that, learned to actually not to do so much uh, busy work, if you want to call it, and I actually spend time before God. You know, I, guys, I believe in God, amen? And I, you know I'm a minister, so, you know, they go hand in hand. We pray it goes hand in hand with, you know, other people as well. <laughs> but the thing it is, I want to let you know, I want to let you know that uh, the thing that we have to realize is the amazing thing that God has entrusted you with, okay? You got to have, you got to have the due diligence. So, of course, I make sure I talk to my people in my inner circle <laughs> to say, okay, what y'all think about this? Because you know what? I do have, and I, I, I can tell you a testimony real, real quick while my team is getting it to get star one, star one. Um, this, uh, actually, I just had a photo shoot for the Good Deeds magazine, and I had the awesome opportunity of um, going back to my hometown. Y'all know Birmingham, Alabama. But uh, we did a photo shoot in front of the 16th Street Baptist Church, the, the Civil Rights Museum, the Martin Luther King um, statue. And if you're not aware, it actually is a statue uh, of the four little girls that actually uh, it's like they releasing doves in the air. But the thing about it is a lot of times uh, I had a vision. But you know what? I'm so glad. I'm so glad that other people, the photographer, the choreographer, other people have great plans, and that's their gift. So it's it's hard, I'll be honest, to give your gift up to somebody else. But, you know, that's the main thing I had to overcome in the things that I do. And as soon as I did that, life got better. 
I'll be honest. When you're able to delegate to other people and let them support you, okay, you hear me? Support you in the things that you have been entrusted with because that allows them to actually be in their purpose. You see what I'm getting at? But, woo, you know, of course, the person that asked that question, we had a deep, deep conversation. And if you have a question, you know, we'll tell you at the end how to get in contact with us in regards of to ask Dr. Renee questions. Now, be ready, be ready, because I'm going to be real about it, okay? <laughs> but anyway, we actually have an amazing, highly acclaimed author, because I want to get him on it, because I know uh, highly acclaimed has a business schedule, has a business schedule, but I have an opportunity to, to speak to us. He's a highly acclaimed author, Jerry Elliott Howard. I mean, he's done so many things, we can't even uh, attest to you of the amazing poetry, the amazing publications, the amazing things that he has inside of him that he's getting out to the world. So we want to welcome, welcome none other than a highly acclaimed author, Jerry Elliott Howard. Are you there? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I, I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm, I really want to say this about the Salem Lutheran School because I'm, I'm actually was working with the Baker's Man before I got onto the radio broadcast, and they were nice enough to set apart their library and let me uh, do the radio interview here with you, and they are a, a really just a blessing in and of themselves. So I just want to put that out there and thank them publicly for what they're for what they're doing with helping me out today, so to this, this this afternoon. So um, thank you for having me, Doctor Sunday. I really do appreciate it. Woo! You know, I love giving people their accolades. I love giving people their support because the thing about it, they don't have to do it. So I'm glad you did that off the top because that actually tells us the amazing, you know, the things you have inside that you actually want to help other people. <laughs> so I'm, I'm amazed. But, but tell us, Jerry, tell us, Jerry, because, you know, you you taking time out your busy schedule. Please let us know more about yourself because I know I only tip the iceberg to let us know the amazing thing that's going on in your life. One of the things I wanted to do, I, I wanted to tell you, and I had to share this, I want to find out where you're from. And I wanted to let you know that my family is actually from that neck of the woods, actually. You know, are you familiar with a small oh, town wow. by the name of Social Circle? Are you familiar with a, with a town by the name of Social Circle, Georgia? Yes, yes. Actually, I don't live too far from there. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. I was, in fact, I was just down there a couple of weeks ago because my uncle had passed. And um, so Conyers, I have family throughout Conyers, Covington, you know, <laughs> you know, let's, 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 I, could, I, could, I could list the towns, but everybody, you know, anyone named Howard, that's, we're down there. That, that's our name. That's, that's my dad's name and, and his brothers and my grandma, my grandpa, you name it. That's, that's, uh, that's home. <laughs> so I, uh, and, and so that's where a lot of my influence for my writing and um, the decisions I, what I choose to get involved in in the community, like um, the organization that I'm, I, I, you know, been after with Dr. Paul Denman is an organization called Man Alive, and that helps that, that focuses. And of course, we know in the scriptures talks about as a man thinks, so is he. And a lot of times, the problems that individuals face, it's not an IQ issue. We all know what to do. That's all IQ is, knowing what to do. You know about this. You know what to do with that, okay? But EQ, if you can't control your tongue, you can't control your emotions, you can't say, okay, this, okay I feel this way, but your emotions are running you like, you're, like they're a jockey and you're the horse, well, you're going to be in trouble, <laughs> all right? 
you know, you know, and, and too often we, you know, we chalk it up in the fact that like the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it. That like the reality is the fact that you, the the emotions were feeling a certain type of way. Instead of just saying, okay, I acknowledge the fact that this is how I feel, but you know, you, my emotion, anger, you're not going to run me today. Okay, and, you know, so this and and so our goal in the organization is helping guys. You know, and, and ladies have been were, were after us enough in the town that they were like, you know, when my dad, Dr. Jerry Howard, had uh, spoken in the uh, last spring, he clarified this thing so that way ladies could understand that they could come along with this whole thing about knowing about EQ, was which, which what we were focused on, because God said there's uh, neither male nor female, no bond nor free. He said, so it's for everyone. So men and women can come and work on it and develop that EQ to be even better and being better professionally as well as personally, making those right decisions. God's telling you how to operate. Well, listen to what he's talking to you about, you know, and how to govern, your, how to govern who you are and how you're representing because you're supposed to do it. In the course of being a living epistle, you have to definitely, you know, you know, do everything as unto him, and that means governing your speech, governing your actions. And the fact is, like, even it's not, a, it's not a sin to be angry, but God said be angry and sin not. So, and to do that means you got to govern yourself. you got to govern your actions. And that still small voice is telling you what to do. Sit there and listen to it. It's okay to be quiet, especially, if, you know, because you don't want to go around hurting people, you know. And so um, <laughs> am, I, am, I, am, I, am I touching on, on enough chords on that? I mean, no, if I no, step on someone's foot, I – You're doing amazing. <laughs> <laughs> let's I mean, I like – I want to ask you this because um, I understand, and, and so many people may not, and, and, I, and this is what the problem is, they don't recognize, I guess, I'm going to say I guess, don't recognize they don't know how to control their emotions. They don't know how to control their uh, the things that they blurting out. They love to say, this is how I was made. This is how I am. But t- go a little deeper on that, but I know we have to get, you know, your products and services. But go a little deeper in that mm-hmm. because I think, a lot of people claim, and I, that may be the wrong word, so please forgive me, but they, they, uh-huh. they, they don't recognize that they may be the concern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's always, I mean, the Bible does, Jesus was plain about this one. I mean, he said about the fact of, like, how is it that you, like, looking at the speck in your brother's eye when you got a moat in yours, all right? And the reality is that we have a hard time we have found it easy to acknowledge the faults in others, but not really looking at the faults within us. Maybe the reality is that the reason why someone is acting the way they are with you is because of the way that you are interacting with them. There's a that you might be the causality. You might be the reason why there is an issue. And um, and the thing is, is that even God wrestled with Jacob in the desert, and we had this, the, the, a great pastor, the late great pastor Moses Ray, has said the fact that the reason like God was wrestling with Jacob in the desert had nothing to do with you know because this is God. God could have won. You don't wrestle with God. I mean, come on, you're not gonna you're not gonna win that fight. He doesn't have to do it. But the reason why was so that way Jacob could see himself the way that God was seeing him. Okay, and God is looking at you, men and women, how you're acting, how you're behaving, telling you honestly about yourself, and. He's not going to control you and make you sit and listen. But on the other side, your actions are going to bring about a, a result that you're not going to like. And maybe after the sum of your actions, you'll be willing to sit down and take that reflection. At some point, you're going to have to own you. 
what you do, what you've done, how you are, and what the results are when you are being the way that you are. Be it good, bad, or indifferent. You know, so, and so that, that's, that's how, that, that, there's that reality. Now, one of the things that we work on with Men Alive is the whole notion of that also the whole thing of, of the generational aspect of it. Too often, um, you, know, we, you know, we hear these stories, and even with the generations that are following, even after me, it was like acting as if these, these kids climbed on the top of the fence post by themselves. But really, they're all turtles. You see a turtle on top of a fence post, they didn't, that, you know right off the bat that the turtle didn't get there on his own. Okay? There's a, they're copying something that might be copying me. And seeing that these kids didn't know anything, and then whoever was in front of them was the one that wrote that program. And they're going to have to understand that that's how they are. And we, tell, and we stress with the guys, and even you know, now that we've had more women coming to join us, about the fact that you control you, you can control your kids. I mean, you see, these, you see plenty of videos, all, I mean, way too many, of you know, people putting their business out there, talking about how like, they, you know, they, their kids are acting a certain type of way and the parent just like, explodes all on them, right, and getting on the kid about their, their kid's behavior and not being able to control their anger. But the reality is the reason why they're acting the way they are is because you gave them license to do so. Because when they came in this world, they didn't know how to act. And for and you can say what you want about what you're watching on what they're watching on TV or in the friends. Majority of the time, the most of the time that they're spending is with the parents. So at at so what are you doing around the kids that's making them think that it's okay for them to pop off and act and behave a certain type of way? If I'm a I'm a parent. I have an 11 year old who'll be 12 this week. I have a five month old. Okay, and I can tell you that the biggest influence on how they behave is me. Mm-hmm. And I have and whatever I've seen with my 11 year old. He's gonna be twelve. Like there are times that I'm like, he, I'll see him doing something that I don't like that that I might like. But then, um, even my parents, but then, and I've learned to listen to reproach. But I said like, you know what? We saw you do that though. He's acting just like you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. So then, and see, and I'm and they were on the radio show. God likes the fact that we you now let's just be honest. I'll be honest about me. I don't need to talk about anybody else. I can talk about me. I can tell this story. And the reality is, I'm saying, like, and, but it comes to a point that older generations can no longer, like, if you want something different, and you see that there's a problem with the kids, like, you know, just five good minutes. And that's the one thing we stress within man of life, five good minutes. Instead of sitting on the sidelines and complaining about the fact of how um, a kid is behaving or a young adult is behaving, you know, okay, when you're, you, know, you might be 60, 65, when you were that 30-year-old's age or that 40-year-old's age, you know how you were like. You know what mistakes that you might have made. You would have loved to have somebody take the time to ask you five good minutes give you some advice on how to handle a certain type of situation, be it professional or personal. And it's one thing to set on asylum, but God said the fact that if you have it within yourself to help somebody and choose not to do it, that's wrong. And too oftentimes, mm-hmm. we don't take that time to get just five good minutes. If five good minutes, that might save a kid's life because the parent actually has advice on how to handle the situation. So instead of blowing up, they have another card to deal because at the end, they might be doing the best that they know how. And if you're 65 and you know better, you should. You're 65, you've been there and done that. Okay, so what's, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You say something, and I mean, it, it might appear like it didn't take root, but everything you do, another thing that we've talked about in Men Alive, everything you do is a seed. And if Jesus can go into a town, and that every town that Jesus went to, would he, you know, he didn't do miracles in every town. And if Jesus could get over the fact that 
he wasn't well received everywhere. He did say that if you go into a town and preach the gospel for my sake, and they receive you not, sweep the dust of the feet and keep on moving. But he did not say to not go. He just told you basically to get over it. <laughs> so why so why can't you? I mean, if we ask if, if we're actually gonna be real about the fact of who God is and who Jesus truly is, okay, and really own the fact of how we actually supposed to be, you don't treat the Bible like a la carte. The whole thing wasn't meant to just be some sort of governmental system as a lifestyle. It doesn't matter where you are, what country you're part of, what neighborhood you're in. There's a certain way that you're supposed to carry yourself. You don't need rules, regulations, and laws. This, if you actually do believe what you're saying you believe, even Jesus doesn't want to hear just about hear, hear the words. Words are nothing. What are your actions actually saying? And the bottom line is, you sit there and you knew that I needed help and you had the ability to help me. And instead of doing that, you said to talk about me or just turn your back and walk away. Enough of the, enough of the, you want to be really prosperous? Look at the unmerciful servant. When was the last time that's been preached inside of a church? But the fact of like, dude goes in, he was given mercy by the king because he was in debt and the king let it go. But when someone was in debt to him, he sued the man that was in debt to him into, a pri- into prison. The king found out about it, and then threw that dude that he gave mercy to into that prison, released the guy that was in prison that the guy had said. I mean, you know, I gave the abridged version, but the reality is a lot of times we want we, the, the mercy that we want when we're in the wrong, but we don't give that. There's a help that we want when we're in need, but we don't give it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and at some point, at some point, I mean, I love prosperity sermons. That's great. I want to hear like God's going to bless me, but let's not think that God is. I mean, if, if we, if, that God's going to be blind to who we are and what we're actually doing. He, my parents always say that God's not going to look over your mess <laughs> to just mm-hmm. simply bless. <laughs> okay, like He's going to want you to act mm-hmm. right. It's not. That, it's not that He's going to issue a curse. He's not a cursing God, but I can imagine him being like my dad or how I am with my son. I ain't going to let something wrong happen to my son. But if there's some, if there's, he may, but, you know, when I was his age, do some boneheaded. I'll give you an example. 1984 reunion down there at, uh, I forget the name, uh, Hard Labor Creek, family reunion, and over at Tanks Hill, so it's right near the social circle, okay? And there was a chain that was hanging on top of a tree. And I decided that I was going ahead and pull that chain down. I had no reason. I had no business pulling down that chain, pulling on the chain. But I did anyway. I had relatives playing around me. They sat there and they watched. No one told me to stop. Even though I had, because the reality is, I had no business pulling on it. Ultimately, I pulled that chain. The chain fell off a branch and hit me in the head. What I learned, if it's not yours, leave it alone. <laughs> the reality <laughs> is, is, I mean, I mean that's, that's, that's really what it came down to. There was, there was there other ways I could have? Yeah, but. Seriously, no one. I didn't ask permission, and I put myself in a position that you know I was going to get smacked. Life took care of that, <laughs> you know. And a lot of times we do. And I, I think I think about it. A lot of times we do that in our regular walk around life. There's something we had no business doing, or something that we should have been doing, but we didn't. And there's that chain that comes down and hits us inside the head. Now we could get mad at the fact that the chain fell down, or that nobody told us. Or the reality is. 
guess what, Buttercup? You're the one that actually pulled on it. That's you. Yeah. Had you I, just I left it alone? Saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let me ask you this. With the programs and the things, the different things that you guys doing right now, I mean, uh, how are you? What age group do, are you having? Uh, do you have all ages? Since you're not you concluding uh, women, but what is your focus age that we can kind of turn this around? Because we got to be a village for the kids that's coming up. Because I, we have to be real. Like they said, keep it one hundred. A lot of that is mm-hmm. not being instilled at home. Right. So the thing is, so it's all age groups. And the influencing thing is to have the older guys, older women, older men, it's a, it's a step mentorship issue. So you in your 60s, you mentor in the guys that are like 10 years younger than you. You in your 50s, mentor the guys 10 years younger than you. In 40s, and so on, right down the line. So, and if, and like if you're good at if there's an area that you have a particular strength in, so like you're great at parenting. What are, share your best practices. You don't have to be a pastor or a deacon or a psychologist or anything like that. Just, you can, just the average Joe, what is it that you're doing that you're being successful with? Your, your, your kids and your spouse are responding well to you. It seems like you have things flowing well, at least in that regard. What is it that you're doing? And sharing, that, and sharing those practices. Um, and uh, so we've had a few individuals talk that were – in the 30s, you know, the they were really good professionally. What are some of your best practices professionally that you are operating that's um, good tools for yourself? How is that working? And so that way people, you know, stressing the fact that being able to learn from each other. Because life happens seven days a week, not just on Sundays. And God doesn't mm-hmm. wait to work with you till Sunday. He's working with you every day. Still small voice, works 24-7. But he also uses other people. If you're open and willing, open your heart, uh, open the heart to listen, and open the mouth to speak. And so we stress that, not just so that, that way it's as a community strengthening itself by intertwining. Mm-hmm. We're making sense. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, See? I love it. I love it. <laughs> See, and and the influ- one of the influences for me for this. Is actually he's down the road from you. He's still living. His name was Robert Howard. He was a he was a regional director of the SCLC back um, back in the civil rights era, and he was he worked directly with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He led marches and stuff like that. His mom, my grandmother, when they made this transition to uh, when Social Security and everything and all the stuff came into existence, she was one of the few people in the town. Um, on the black community that could actually read, and so she made sure to read and hold sessions and meet with meet with groups and read through everything, so that way people got exactly what they needed and didn't miss out on anything. Being part of the community and helping folk out is what I've been raised and influenced to do. There's a lot of influences, positive influences in my life for that, but there's that responsibility. So then, if you know you have the ability to help, there's a way that you can help. Then that's what you do. You don't get a cookie for it; you just do it. I love it. I love it. I love it because, yeah, unfortunately, the world has gotten to the point that they, yeah, they want something in return instead of doing what's right. I mean, my mom, hey, the the people down the street didn't have to, 
ask my mom and dad could they chastise us. They saw us do something wrong, we did it. But the world is so different now. People um, jump to so many conclusions and stuff that we have to have, you know, different services and, and have great, uh, you know, people coming together with the community like you're doing so we can actually mm-hmm. gain some of that traction back. So I do really commend you. Uh, for doing that. But, you know, I'm going to let you speak right now because it may be some people uh, listening, you know, young people, millennials, or even adults that may need to have some encouragement because if you look at the world, this is happening, that is happening. And they do want that. And not saying you want to go back to the old times. We want to kind of have that advancement, have that amazing changes. But at the same time, we need to respect each other. At the same time, we need to advance together. At the same time, we need to embrace going forward. Just take some time to speak to that, and when you finish that, please tell us how we can contact you and how we can actually support you on social media as well. Okay. Well, I think it, the best way sums up in the poem in, um, in, what, in my book, Rewritten Life. Um, it's called A Means to an End. Now the completion of testing. All that is to have been shared has gone round like show and tell. Growing, growing, going on to a new life. Nothing is given for captivity in the hearts of men. The turns in life gives more views than a movie, but there is more than meets the eye. For as much as I am here, time means everything. However, like the curves of the road, an opinion depends on the view. Sight beyond sight, looking above the surroundings, happenstance never exists. All situations are for a reason, and connections are seen. Looking down, top down shows what appears harsh is not really mean. The testing of faith develops patience, and patience must have its perfect work in order for maturation and completion so in all things there is no lack. There is a light which overcomes the darkness where all things come together for those serving the Lord and are called by his purpose. What he places together, nobody can pull asunder. No, not one. After all, what he begins, he ends. Wow. That's, <laughs> I love it, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. See, I want everybody that's listening to me, hear me out. We, I, Yes, there were several scriptures within that poem that were intertwined within it. But one of the things that I've, I've worked with in the ministry of poetry and such, and I brought this poem to multiple occasions because of the fact that we hear it in weddings. But that really doesn't let the man go asunder. And it sounds really nice because the two people together, and so his hands on it, and then we're going to break it apart. Okay, that's great. Wonderful. But leaving out a big lion's chunk there. If there's something to be very strongly with or not. But guess what? I'm sorry, Jerry. The truth is. barely hear you. Uh, okay, kinda, okay. Uh, go back to that track. There you go. You better now. Uh-huh. Okay, you hear me, hear, me, hear me better now? Okay, okay. Okay, so. Um, you know, I've, I've preached, I've, I've ministered at, at in prisons, and I've brought this poem out plenty of times. And the reality is, for this you know, the scripture, you know, what God is doing together, let no one pull asunder. And it's coded at weddings. And if God has their hands on the on the married couple, God bless them. And and no one can pull it apart. And that sounds just so beautiful and wonderful and fantastic, and it's true, and all of that. However, the truth of the scripture for me is this, God made you. So go back and look at that scripture one more time. What God has joined together, let no one pull asunder. 
And if God made you, and he did, nothing that you face will rip you apart. It's a means to an end. It might be the fact that whoever's in your life needs to go. It might be that the job situation is what it is because God needs, is trying to redirect you to somewhere else. Maybe you need to see the bottom line is you need to see the truth of the matter that you weren't seeing if you're in, the, in another field that you're in. Okay? It's a means to an end. The means of the, and the means to the end is this making you better. The cycle of change that God's trying to bring with you, not just in yourself, but also in the community at large. Because there's going to be a harvest. Flowers are going to come up somewhere. And the needs are going to be met. The dialing, the dial tone, the dialing that you're ringing, that you're hearing is him calling you. So what you're going to do with that? And it might seem rough. It might seem harsh. But really, it's not a mean thing. At some point, if you get a splinter, you're going to need to get it out. If you can't get it, somebody else is going to have to help you. It might not feel comfortable, but you need to get it out so you don't get an infection, correct? Because if you leave it in there, it gets infected, <laughs> and you get a worse problem. This is, anything else that you're facing in your life is no different. But the truth of the matter is you might feel like you're going to break. You might hear it in your ears from everybody around you that's not associated with God that you're going to break, that you're going to lose your mind. But the reality is, Everything else is man-made. And the scripture says, let what God has joined together, let no one pull asunder. That's a promise. So take the perspective from where you are and then operate that as a pillar of strength that you're not going to be broken apart. So then you shouldn't be in fear when you go through something or when war shows up at your doorstep or at your neighbor's because God's given you the tools to win. I love it. So, wow. um, you know that's that 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 was the that thought process was the was was the genesis and the ground from which my first book, Rewritten Lives, came from. The book of poetry. It's you know uh, it's one of those things where the fact that it goes the whole cycle of life. God is always rewriting us. He's always bringing forth change. We it's no nice to quote the scripture that God's doing a new thing, but that doesn't tell you how He's doing the new thing. It's not about you know, and how. It's just the fact that it's coming. There's going to be a new thing in you. If you say that he's destined, that he that began a good work in you is, is going to complete it, well, that's what's going to happen. But it's one thing to quote it, but you're in the midst of the story that he's doing it. And the process is going to bring forth a change in you, hence you're going to be rewritten. And the whole book, the whole concept of rewritten lives is the fact of missed notes along the way of a particular type of change. Letting go. Knowing the fact that you need to change, doing the process of letting go, when you let go, dealing with your flesh and dealing with the fact of, of, of you know, warring within you um, <laughs> that goes along with all of that. Then you've you got to come out of all of that, and then you're changing. You've got to find out what your, what your new passions are, and then what is it that you really love, and then finally the conclusion of the matter. And the reality is we're all going through cycles of change, hence being rewritten, because God wants the best you, and he wants you to want the best you that he's seen, because here's this image that he has in his mind of who and what you are. He just needs you to see it and wants you to see it, hence rewritten lives. I love it. 
And Lord, see, and the beautiful thing, <laughs> see, and the beautiful thing about the, and the, see, and the beautiful thing about the book mm-hmm. is the fact that the beautiful thing about the book is that you can read the poem. One of my, my major influencers as a writer is um, Jeffrey Chaucer and the Canterbury Tales. I like the fact that you could read individually one of his poems and be good. Or if you read from beginning to end, the story is implicit. And that's how Rebitten Life goes. It's the first book of a four-part series. The other one's going to be coming out wow. at some point later on in the year. Come take a walk with me. But Rewritten Lives is the foundational piece. Mm, it's amazing. It's amazing. You, you, as we said, highly acclaimed author Jerry Elliott Howard. We, we just, you know, you can go real deep, and I love it because we actually have to get to the truth of the matter in order for us to have that awareness, and then we actually move forward and change. Please, please tell us how we can actually get your amazing poetry and publications and how we can actually support you on social media as well. Okay. Well, you can get Rewritten Lives at um, www.rewrittenlives.com. That's the website for the book. It comes in uh, paperback, ebook, and even hardback. Um, if you want to read, if you want to read the reviews, they got Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble combined, just 22 reviews, and got 4.6 out of five star rating. Um, and you know, the reviews are really funny, <laughs> but I'm glad that everybody, the folks that mm-hmm. read it, have, have liked it. It's been a real blessing. And um, support me on social media. I mean, we got um, Rewritten Lives has a Facebook page. As well as, um, of course, I, you know, you and I ran into each other on LinkedIn, and there's always stuff I'm doing within the community. Um, as well as uh, Man Alive has a Facebook page, and uh, Dr. Paul Demon and I are always putting some stuff out there for people to read. And we're going to be, probably around March and stuff, we're going to be launching Man Alive again. We had a, some hiatus. I had a little one that was born. Of course, we had Hurricane Harvey down over here in Houston, and there was a, a lot of adjustments <laughs> that we had to go through over the last few months. But we got that stuff squared away. And so around March, we'll be seeing more live feeds and the meetings and stuff like that. And you can feel free to join us because and, and, and track us on because Elliot Howard Facebook page is there, but Man Alive has it as well. And um, this week, glad to say, um, February 8th, I launched – my um, uh, radio talk show, the uh, Millennial Money Management, and uh, we're going to be going because it's tax season. We're going to be talking about taxes. Uh, David Gatson is going to be my is my tax expert. Known him for quite a long time. This is a good brother, and uh, so people have a chance to actually learn something and and take it back home and help other people in the community. So uh, and and so that will happen every second and fourth Thursday, all the way through June. And uh, of course, I love it. And if and if you want me, that's like I always involved in public speaking. And so if you uh, you can contact me directly at J Elliot Howard Senior J Elliot Howard Sr at gmail dot com. That I look at that every day. You want me to come out talk? I can do that. You want to do uh, poetry and stuff like that? Do that. Book signing? Do that too. And. Um, then of course I'm always checking my stuff on on Facebook and uh, those are the main. Then I also have Instagram, J. Elliot Howard. You see pictures of my my sons and my lovely wife Tamika, <laughs> and, oh, and the other men that we got going on. And then you can follow me on Twitter. You just find J. Elliot Howard, and uh, you got me right there. And there's always stuff there, stuff going on with that. Dude, that's how you uh, stay in contact with me. That's how you follow me. 
And like I said, get ready for uh, this Thursday. Well, listen in. It's going to be really good. It starts at 7.30 uh, Central Standard Time. And again, All right, you yes. Know, well, yes. We'll share that yeah. on our pages to make sure people chime in on that. And let me just say this again. I mean, I want to thank Salem Lutheran School and their people letting me do the radio interview here. It means so much to me. This is a great school. It's a great place with great people here. And once a month they have a farmer's market. So if you all want to come out and support them, these are good people. You need to come out. Check them out. I really oh, I love it. I, and you know, I, actually, I didn't know about your the radio show, but I was just going to say, that's one thing I was going to say. You already have a radio voice, but see, God has already taken that, got you going on with that. But we will support you with that, and we'll share it on our social media as well. Uh, we want to thank you so much for being in your purpose, and also we want to thank you for taking time out your busy schedule to be here with us on, at Good Deeds. If you need us for anything, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. Oh, definitely. I will. We're gonna have this. This is just the beginning of the relationship. Amen. God bless you. I, I feel the same way. I feel the way. But thank you so much, and we'll be talking to you very soon. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Woo, you guys! This is a powerhouse, powerhouse. I know you're gonna be ready for this replay on this. And then we're going to be sharing all of his information on our social media and also our website. You know, woo, I just love people that have that passion. You can hear it in their voice. But, you know, you got to get out there and you got to make your change. You got to walk in your destiny. You got to walk in what God has already predestined you. You know, the things that we do, we can help you with. Uh, if I'm not a great fit, I always tell you, I will show you and let you meet some people that do the same thing I do. But you got to you got to take action. That's uh, If you want information about being on the radio or TV show, or also having your own radio and TV show, please contact us. We are doing some media coaching with that, and then we show you how to do it and do it well. Amen. <laughs> but also we do have uh, Good Deeds Magazine if you want to be a subscriber, if you want to uh, be a contributor, if you want to actually put an ad, advertising, or sponsorship, please, please contact us at www.renee, which is R-E-N-E-E, Sunday, S-U-N-D-A-Y, we also have a publishing company. Get that book out. So <laughs> get it out. Get it out that stage play. And we also have a Sunday Foundation nonprofit organization that we help people with the basic necessities that we take for granted. You know what it is, food, clothing, and shelter. Amen. We also have a mentorship program, and we have a scholarship program. And all that same information is at the same place, ReneeSunday.com. We need you to remember that you do have a calling. You do have a reason you are born. You're not a mistake. You got to do three things. You got to believe, you got to trust, and you got to walk it out. You got to say it with me. You got to don't stop. You got to get it, get it. And you got to get that now, right? But you know, I love you, love you, love you. This is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. See you next time. Bye-bye.